0: It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather and he who controls the weather will control the world. So-called modern societies in general have been trained to avoid unpleasant information, trained to think happy thoughts and thus to ignore reality, and the false belief that in doing so, that somehow they will magically make the darkening horizon disappear. How's that going so far? What I'm about to say, no matter how mathematically and statistically indisputable, will unfortunately cause many to shut down, but it needs to be stated. Far too many are Unwilling to face any news that doesn't eventually lead to a happily ever after ending even under the best imaginable outcome That's not how this story will turn out This is how bad it is from where we now stand at this crossroad in the age of man known as the Anthropocene Epoch Even if every single form of human damage to the planet were to magically stop at this moment The momentum of collapse that already exists, ecological and societal, guarantees that the vast majority of the human race won't be here for much longer. The events and circumstances of the last two years is the controller response to unfolding and accelerating global climate and ecological collapse. Connect the dots. Why can't more see it coming? Stay tuned, we'll examine the programmed psychological gatekeeper phenomenon that can literally prevent the conscious mind from even seeing the most blatant realities and threats that we collectively face. I'll do my best to cover as many breaking headlines as I can in this broadcast, breaking reports on the most dire and immediate threats we collectively face. Stay tuned. This is Dane Wigington, host of the commercial-free Global Alert News Hour, a weekly non-political report that addresses and connects the most dire and immediate threats we collectively face. This is installment number 338 of the Bad News broadcast for January 29th, 2022. The Global Alert News weekly report is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org. That's G-E-O engineering Watch. The largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of global climate engineering operations. This broadcast is now on the air in numerous AM and FM stations throughout the U.S., in Northern California, Oregon, Washington State, Colorado, Texas, Florida, Alabama, Ohio, New York, and most recently on the West Coast, Sacramento, San Francisco, and San Diego. This weekly on-air broadcast is posted at geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent radio and top stories sections. If you wish to share your thoughts and perspectives on the climate engineering issue or other converging catastrophes that are closing in on all of us, join us on the geoengineeringwatch.org website. My most sincere gratitude to those that have helped Geoengineering Watch to expand our desperate efforts to sound the alarm. And in regard to sounding the alarm about the atrocities taking place in our skies, i.e. Climate Engineering, a.k.a. Weather Warfare, please take the time to view and share the groundbreaking GeoengineeringWatch.org documentary, The Dimming, which can be viewed for free on the homepage of GeoengineeringWatch.org. And in this broadcast, an update on the legal action already filed against the single scientist that is solely responsible for Facebook's censoring of the Dimming documentary and all GeoengineeringWatch.org data. Stay tuned again for an update on that legal action. I'll get to breaking reports in a moment, but first, please bear with me. There's some ground that needs covering regarding an insidious form of programmed self censorship that can and all too often does keep far too many from seeing what's right in front of them or over their heads, as the case may be. This from a staunch and steadfast ally in the fight to expose climate engineering operations, Ben Billings who is also a deeply trusted friend. The gatekeeper, is mind control possible? Up to the present, we've been aware of many nefarious agencies of the US military, including DARPA, employing tens of thousands of psychologists, PhDs from academia and the like, all conspiring to mind control the bulk of the globe's human population. Those in the bullseye are the, quote, unwashed masses, end quote, and the, quote, deplorables, in quote, and up the ladder to the, quote, professionals, bureaucrats, the military order followers. How have they carried out such mental manipulation of so many? There is the conscious mind that spontaneously and relentlessly receives information from the physical environment, total situational awareness, information gathered, observed, processed, stored in memory, by the conscious mind during one's waking hours. Through the ages, the alert conscious mind has been essential for moment-to-moment survival. We see this in wild animals, in the wilderness, perpetually alert to all movement and even slight changes in their physical surroundings, animals on the, quote, menu of predators. When they lose this total situational awareness, even for a short time, They become dinner. This is how nature feeds on itself. And there is the subconscious mind working in the background or underneath the conscious mind, constantly processing the bombardment of information passed onto it by the conscious mind. The subconscious mind is especially active during relaxation, meditation, and sleep, and occasionally gives us heightened awareness, warnings of danger, notice of unrealized problems and opportunities. Epiphanies, intuition, insight, perception, and vivid dreams, but while an individual is sleeping, the expressions of the subconscious mind, as seen in dreams, are often disjointed, fluttering from one image to another, irrational, paranoid, and or possibly amusingly absurd at times and While dreaming, we accept and believe the whole dream scenario we're unable to judge if it is reasonable or rational, and if it is. A nightmare, we may be jolted awake. The disjointed, capricious, irrational, paranoid, and amusingly absurd characteristics of the subconscious mind make it the perfect candidate for an externally programmed gatekeeper. The legions of power structure employees working diligently over many decades, utilizing thousands of methods of deceptions, multiple fear scenarios, relentless conditioning, quote, education programming, chemical poisoning, dumbing down starting at birth, further also facilitating physical, mental, and moral degradation, have pulled off a seemingly simple psychological manipulation on world populations. Instead of the subconscious mind operating in the background behind the conscious mind, it has been repositioned into the foreground. Now the subconscious mind is ahead of the conscious mind for far too many and feeds information from the physical environment to the downstream and now subservient conscious mind a role reversal, if you will. This places the subconscious mind in the position of, quote, a gatekeeper, sensing, filtering, and completely blocking any and all non-compliant information from reaching the conscious mind, where the information is observed, comprehended, processed, and recorded. The victims of this atrocity, and there are billions, virtually the entire world population, with a few notable exceptions, never see or hear the censored non-compliant information. It is blocked by the gatekeeper in the now repositioned subconscious mind, which never delivers it to the conscious mind. People thus altered literally can't seem to see or hear the blocked information regardless of its truth or validity. How does this psychological manipulation operate on the so-called normal people in the establishment or the status quo, the people who must without the slightest deviation, support, promulgate, and protect the, quote, official narrative. This gatekeeper of the subconscious mind often responds to key words, and words are very powerful, words that can open the gate to the official narrative and to close the gate to any and all information that questions or challenges the official narrative. The most powerful key words involve fear an extremely powerful motivator, and also labels that ridicule, degenerate, and or dismiss individuals and information not supporting the official narrative. Carefully crafted visual images and sanctioned symbols, often satanic, are employed by the power structure and its minions as, quote, keys for locking and unlocking the gate. Thus the, quote, normal members of society and the establishment individuals of the status quo are the ones most profoundly and relentlessly blocked from seeing or hearing any non-compliant information and thus this blockage is not limited to the quote normal but is virtually universal to a lesser degree among all of us no one is spared looking in the mirror do we all have an active gatekeeper that slams the gate shut on occasion absolutely yes As noted earlier, the subconscious mind with its gatekeeper gives us heightened awareness, warnings of danger, notice of unrealized problems and opportunities, all vital for our survival in the physical world. When attempting to view the outright lies, half-truths, and verbal manipulation of the mainstream media quote news, our gatekeeper slams the gate shut, says no more, can't handle this, turn it off, click, gone. But the gatekeeper is highly Programmable. An alternate way of viewing the quote news is accomplished by reprogramming the gatekeeper. If we view the quote news from the standpoint of linguistics and psychology, how specific words are used to manipulate emotions, other words used to dismiss ongoing atrocities as insignificant, etc., then watching and analyzing the quote news becomes a fascinating and productive exercise to understand the battlefield, if you will. But reprogramming the gatekeeper takes self-awareness and a desire to do so. Nonetheless, the lament is repeated many times over and over in the public square and frequently on social media. Some of our friends, neighbors, relatives, business associates who we may be trying to reach with vital information literally do not see or hear anything presented to them regardless of how factual, rational, or reasonable it may be. They see nothing, period. They hear nothing, period. The gate was snapped shut by the gatekeeper. We see glazed eyes, the vacant look, the heads turning away, the blatantly obvious shut down. They become impenetrable. And are the quote, awake and fully awake? Can they look at absolutely everything, no matter how dire, with a clear lens, without preconception, bias, or ideology? Everything? Really? We all have filters that we must constantly keep in check. So we discuss among the, quote, awakened, the usual litany of human insanities, like 5G, the nuclear fuel cycle the injections, lockdowns, common core, censorship, and the like. And they are totally online with an open discussion relating the facts, pitfalls, etc. A lively, intelligent discussion until a trigger is hit. Boom. The gate slams shut. And we witness once again the obvious shutdown. Why? Because we looked up and had the audacity to point out the blatantly obvious in-your-face elephant in the sky. Jet aircraft crisscrossing the sky, creating those, quote, chemtrails, a magic keyword of the power structure used to lock the gate, and it works. The gate slammed shut. End of intelligent conversation. And this is among those who consider themselves, quote, awakened. There are a few of us, by some miracle of divine intervention, who can look up, comprehend what is happening, investigate, and learn about the lethal consequences of climate engineering and attempt to inform others but with climate engineering we face the power structures coveted mega gate blocker of all of them virtually impenetrable in so many cases programmed into the vast majority of the population the mega gate blocker is any word visual image symbol or even the slightest hint that touches ever so slightly on the quote Kim trails scenario scientifically termed climate engineering climate intervention solar radiation management cloud albedo enhancement sticking to the climate science terms can often be the key to bypassing an individual's gatekeeper. The ever alert gatekeeper in the subconscious mind, having been repositioned ahead of the conscious mind and on extreme alert 24 seven and programmed by the power structure to recognize this universally forbidden subject of what's happening in our skies, slams the gate shut, blocking any non-compliant information from reaching the conscious mind where the information could have been observed, processed, and recorded. And there are people who are at least marginally aware of the elephant in the sky and can recite more or less accurately the basic information, but when it comes to the more abstract information like chemical ice nucleation for weather modification, the externally programmed gatekeeper in the repositioned subconscious mind, unable to completely block the information flow, redirects the conscious mind into the realm of, quote, The coming ice age, or global cooling, or the false narrative that chemtrails and Harp have been halted by our government because they say so, or so-called green energy or nuclear energy, and a host of other deceptions and distractions. The military power structure now has two crown jewels, both of which have been lusted for by military organizations since the beginning of time. They have global weather control programs, shielded from public view by their critically important gatekeeper programmed into populations, closing the gate in the repositioned subconscious mind. And the military power structure has the more generalized mind control of majority populations, blocking awareness of the thousands of current insanities, again, facilitated by the externally programmed gatekeeper in the repositioned subconscious mind. Think about it, as there is much to consider and we are running out of time very rapidly. One more footnote before moving on to headlines. Climate engineering isn't the only problem with the climate. How could that be? And far too many misinterpret the data presented by geoengineeringwatch.org on this broadcast as somehow meaning climate engineering is our only problem. We have never, ever, ever stated that. Any human activity, any destructive form of human activity that interferes the life support systems of the planet that interferes with the energy balance of the planet is a part of the problem how could it be otherwise all of it in a sense is a form of climate engineering because all of it has an effect again on the life support systems of the planet it is imperative to frame this issue accurately correctly is climate engineering the single most disruptive human activity of all yes absolutely but that in no way means it is the only problem the human race taken as a whole has decimated the planet In a geologic instant, we are now in a very dark corner. Here's another example. From Forbes.com, the staggering timescales of nuclear waste disposal. From that report, nuclear waste, according to some, needs to be safely stored for up to a million years. Yes, one million years. In other words, far longer a span of time than the period since Neanderthals cropped up. That sounds really bad, doesn't it? But in reality, it's inconceivably worse. From the U.S. government's own website on DU materials, depleted uranium, the waste from nuclear power plants that some genius at the Pentagon figured out was a great projectile, and now they've scattered it all over the globe, contaminating regions of the planet literally forever. The Forbes.com report on nuclear waste disposal continues with this. Even stopping nuclear power operations is a necessarily drawn-out process. Decommissioning a single nuclear reactor typically takes about 20 years at best. Most countries grappling with nuclear waste are planning for at least 40 to 60 years just to implement their repository programs. Good luck with that. In 1981, the U.S. Department of Energy established the Human Interference Task Force to devise ways to warn future generations of the dangerous contents of nuclear repositories. The absurd report from Forbes then states this. They're worried about future generations not recognizing our written language. They state written language has only existed for about 5,500 years, so there's no guarantee that Earth's inhabitants tens of thousands of years from now would understand any of the writing systems currently in use. No need to worry about any of that. If the human race remains in the current trajectory, most of us will be gone likely in five years. And I don't care who rolls their eyes and walks away at that notion. What the human race the vast majority, unfortunately, and this is by design, don't understand, is the exponential equation, the non-linear equation, that once the dominoes begin to fall in earnest, it picks up momentum so incredibly rapidly that total collapse happens in the geologic blink of an eye. And about the radiation problem, as if everything I described a moment ago wasn't bad enough, the, again, radioactive half-life of depleted uranium, four and a half billion years with a B. They scattered it all over the Balkans. They scattered it in the Middle East. Again, the psychopaths at the Pentagon have used it for ammunition and connecting climate engineering to the nuclear problem. Now that climate engineering has decimated Earth's protective atmosphere, specifically the ozone layer, and now that we are much more susceptible to a CME, a coronal mass ejection, i.e. a solar flare, if we have a Carrington... Type event that happened in the 1830s. We have that now. And it shuts down nuclear plants all over the globe, even before societal collapse does the same. Now these plants can't cool themselves. Now we face Fukushima times 100, 200, 300, game over. And those in power know exactly what's coming down. They should. They did everything to help create it. Do we really think at this moment that they are doing their best to make sure populations stay healthy, happy, proliferating and consuming until there's nothing left is that really what they're trying to do think about it and while pondering that here's another example of how technology is quote saving us from ourselves from vice.com shell oil's massive carbon capture plant is emitting far more carbon than it's capturing what a surprise in this report a new global witness report found that it has the same carbon footprint per year as 1.2 million gas-powered cars that's the shell Carbon capturing plant. A first of its kind, quote, green shell facility in Alberta is emitting more greenhouse gases than it's capturing, throwing into question whether taxpayers should be funding it, a new report has found. Of course, they shouldn't be funding it. All this is smoke and mirrors. The notion that technology is going to fix what technology is doing in the first place, it's not working, is it? From Yale Climate Connections, this UN report, United Nations report. The world's farms are, quote, stretched to a breaking point, in quote. The report states almost 10% of the 8 billion people on Earth are already undernourished, with 3 billion, 3 billion, with a B, lacking healthy diets, and the land and water resources farmers rely on stressed to a, quote, breaking point. And they say, in this report, by 2050, there will be 2 billion more mouths to feed, warns a new report from the United Nations. This is the kind of article I've cited over and over when they threw out 2050. If anybody's here in 2030, it will be a miracle. And the notion that there will be 10 billion people by 2050, it's total absurdity, never going to happen. On the current statistical mathematical trajectory, most if not all, will likely be gone in five years, short of a complete change of direction. Is it possible to change direction enough to salvage any future for anyone? How can we know unless we try? But what we can say with absolute certainty is this kind of report from the so-called experts is nothing but total deception, and yet it's accepted. For all the reasons I've already cited in this broadcast, it is accepted by the majority who are trained and programmed to accept it because it is the official narrative, and thus they ignore The oncoming train that is now moments from impact on all of us and how many are aware of the fact that many farmers are being paid by governments not to plant at all the controllers are desperate to shut down food supplies how obvious is that at this point what about the swamp of radio frequency microwave transmissions that we're all buried in not just from communications but Climate engineering operations, RF microwave transmissions are core, again, to that equation as well. We're literally drowning in a sea of this electro smog. Here's a statement from the head of the Emirates Airlines. He stated, 5G chaos is, quote, one of the most delinquent, utterly irresponsible he has seen in his aviation career. And he's only worried about his aircraft. He wouldn't be concerned at all, would he, about the entire web of life and human health in general. These people are only worried about their own personal pursuits of profit and pleasure. And they don't consider the consequences to the whole. The entire ship is going down. On another note, I want to change gears just for a moment as I don't want to leave this unstated. Last week, CNN's Jake Tapper stated the following while speaking about the COVID crisis. This is word for word from CNN. Tapper stated, it would be so different... If the tens of millions of Americans who refuse to get vaccinated would behave otherwise, in quote. Again, that's word for word stated by CNN's Jake Tapper. It was on Thursday of last week. Bad Americans, not behaving. And if they only would, quote, behave, Jake says it would, quote, be so different, in quote. Really, Jake, how so? Please enlighten us. Moving on, next headline, but related from numerous sources. GoFundMe freezes $5 million raised for Freedom Trucker Convoy protesting vaccine mandates. Is that really a surprise? You decide. Time to cover breaking Biosphere Collapse reports. Biosphere Collapse has been, is, and will continue to be the bottom line to everything else that's unfolding. No habitat, no humans. Simple. From USA Today, people haven't just made the planet hotter, we've changed the way it rains. That's an understatement, isn't it? And of course, no mention of the climate engineering elephant in the sky. Not allowed by the gatekeepers, is it? Not just those in power, but the population itself. Because as I've stated so many times, those in power could not do what they do without the active or passive, conscious or unconscious, support of the majority population. So about human activity affecting the rain, of course that's true, of course. We put 100 million barrels of oil into the atmosphere every single day. Try to get your arms around that. We've incinerated the forest, we've paved the planet, we've poisoned the oceans. But on top of all of that, what is not mentioned? The single greatest hydrological cycle disrupting factor of all the intentional climate intervention operations, which don't negate all other forms of human activity. And when a person tries to make that argument, they lose anybody who knows anything about the environment. Can't ignore the fact that we've been horrible stewards of the planet in countless ways. You must. Frame the entire equation, not just a piece of the puzzle. If you give someone just a piece of the puzzle and they know there's more pieces that are missing, you're going to lose them. Give them enough pieces to make an accurate picture of the wider horizon. At the beginning of this broadcast, I mentioned the now already filed legal action against the sole scientist responsible for censoring GeoengineWatch.org's breaking groundbreaking documentary, The Dimming, and all geoengineeringwatch.org data for that matter on Facebook, single scientist responsible for that. I'm getting to that in a moment. But first, let's, let's examine a few recent headlines on climate engineering in general, climate engineering, aka geoengineering, to segue into what I have to say about this legal action. And for the record, climate engineering is weather warfare. Let's call it what it is. All these were from multiple mainstream sources. First headline, geoengineering carries, quote, large risks for the natural world. Understatement on that headline. Next headline, 20 reasons why geoengineering may be a bad idea. Too late is a bad idea, has been a bad idea, getting worse by the day. Another headline, a dangerous distraction, increasing climate risk with solar geoengineering. Next headline, why geoengineering is still a dangerous distraction techno-utopian dream. No, it's a techno-utopian nightmare. Another headline, MIT, that's the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, study warns about the dangers of geoengineering. And this, the hidden dangers of geoengineering. That was from Scientific American. And all of these so-called academicians and these publications still pretending that it's not happening, but they don't want us debating it, do they? On that note, does the public have a right to examine and share critically important climate engineering data does an individual scientist have the right to censor potentially dire scientific data from public view science data and testing that was painstakingly produced by geoengineeringwatch.org, with well-established and sound scientific methodology, science data which corroborates the conclusion that covert climate engineering operations are real and ongoing in skies all over the world, with increasingly catastrophic consequences. Dr. Douglas McMartin, a.k.a. Douglas Macmanowski, who represents Caltech, and Cornell University is the sole individual responsible for instigating Facebook's censorship of the groundbreaking geoengineeringwatch.org documentary film on ongoing climate engineering operations titled The Dimming. Further, McMartin's actions, and let me spell that so it's clear. I don't want to have a spelling error in this oral dissemination. M-A-C, capital M-A-R-T-I-N, McMartin's actions as a so-called independent fact-checker triggered Facebook's censoring of any and every form of data from geoengineeringwatch.org. geoengineeringwatch.org is a non-political climate engineering research source, the largest and most visited in the world on the subject, with nearly 40 million visitors to date. Now, due solely to the actions of Dr. Douglas McMartin, anyone who attempts to post a link to the dimming documentary or any links from geoengineeringwatch.org on Facebook is censored and potentially penalized if they try to post and share repeatedly. And we get messages from people who have been put in, quote, Facebook jail for simply trying to share our data, for simply trying to have an open public debate on the subject of climate engineering, which the entire so-called climate science community is discussing saying we need to do immediately, and they describe exactly what we have, jet aircraft dispersing dispersing particles in our skies to block some of the sun's incoming thermal energy. So obvious and so blatant that you have to be clinically blind not to see it. No one sold to the clinically blind. And yet, it's not socially acceptable to acknowledge this issue. Again, for all the reasons I've already cited in this broadcast. For the record, Dr. Douglas McMartin had a previous history of confrontational communications with the lead researcher and administrator for geoengineeringwatch.org, i.e. me. The interaction went back several years before Dr. McMartin's action against me and the dimming and geoengineeringwatch.org. In addition to extensive email communications, in 2018, WBAI Radio in New York hosted a live on-air climate engineering debate between McMartin And myself, if you wish to view that, and I think you would find it worth viewing, search this, geoengineeringwatch.org, debating the geoengineering reality, Dane Wigington and Caltech scientist Douglas McMartin. McMartin's demeanor toward me in that exchange was evident. Is it even remotely reasonable? To consider Dr. Douglas McMartin as a, quote, independent and unbiased fact-checker? To date, it appears that I am the only climate engineering researcher targeted by McMartin before or since Facebook's censorship of the dimming. And all geoengineeringwatch.org data as well, as I stated, Dr. McMartin is the only scientist in the world that felt compelled to collaborate with Facebook quote fact checkers in order to prevent the dimming documentary and geoengineeringwatch.org data from being readily available for the public to post freely on Facebook. This question must be asked and answered. Does the public have a right to examine credible data on a critically important subject in order to decide for themselves what is worthy of their concern and attention? Does a single individual, i.e., Dr. Douglas McMartin, have the right to completely censor such information simply because he says it isn't so, without presenting a shred of duplicate testing or study? Should any individual have the right to censor credible science information on a subject which appears to present a clear conflict of interest in them doing so? Dr. McMartin's livelihood, his employment is directly linked to the geoengineering arena, including a recent $1 million grant. You can look that up by searching engineer model sunshine deflection cooling planet. That's from cornell.edu. In conclusion, should, quote, experts like Dr. Douglas McMartin be allowed to inflict real and tangible damage to the Decades-long efforts of those that are completely committed to providing the public with critically important science information that they are not getting from any other source For reasons cited Dr. Douglas McMartin is being personally sued by me Dr. McMartin's actions have not only done very real and verifiable damage to our many years of research my many years of research and publication efforts, it has also deprived much of the public from access to legitimate science discussion and data. The full 30 plus page legal complaint has already been filed in the Superior Court of Shasta County, California. Case number 2 colon 21 dash CV dash 02355 dash capital KJM dash capital DMC. You want to read it it's public information feel free better yet download it and share it with as many as you can updates on this entire scenario coming soon back to climate collapse from climate action Australia this climate code red have tipping points already been passed for critical climate systems short answer yes about two decades ago we passed the point of no return And that will become increasingly evident in the coming weeks and months. From this report, researchers say that the Arctic is, quote, currently experiencing an abrupt climate change event, i.e., climate collapse. Climate models underestimate the abruptness of the recent changes observed in the Arctic, and climate models underestimate this ongoing warming. Arctic warming is racing ahead of the worst-case estimates, now heating four times faster than the global average. I went over a similar article report a week ago. But a reiteration of this, while the constant parade of completely engineered, highly toxic surface cooldowns continue, increasingly absurd in fact, there's no chance that any meteorologist doesn't know exactly what's going on. These weather events are so totally and completely unnatural, and they theaterize them at the Weather Channel and other so-called forecasting agencies, they're doing exactly what they're told by their paymasters. And what happens if they don't? Perhaps we should ask former Weather Channel meteorologist or modeling specialist, Nick Wilkren. Oh, we can't ask him. That's right. He's dead. Here's a headline from right after his demise. Weather Channel meteorologist Nick Wilkren drove as fast as he could into a wall and dies. That's the headline. His family said he would never do that. And again, for the record, he is the individual whose specialty would most likely put him in a position to know exactly what's going on in our skies. Coincidence, I'm sure. Winter Storm Keenan is the latest scheduled winter weather assault that is lined up for the most populated regions of the East Coast. The more people you impact, the bigger the impression, right? I'll get to the latest winter weather warfare scenario in a moment, but first, a few other bases I need to cover melting sea ice and methane hydrate clathrate release. There's a strong positive feedback. And positive does not mean good in this case. As reflective sea ice in summer is replaced by dark, heat-absorbing open water, more energy is absorbed in the region and it heats faster. More ice is lost and the remaining ice is thinner and more fragile for the next summer melts. This is, again, a feedback at work. And with the methane itself, methane migrates into the atmosphere because it's lighter than air, starts to cover the planet, planet like a layer of glass, which it is doing, trapping far more heat that it allows through. Methane 120 times more potent than CO2 under a 10 year time horizon. Bottom line, these feedback loops, and there may be as many as 40 or 50 right now, are creating an exponential equation of total climate ecological collapse. The power structure knows it. What do you think they're going to do? Knowing what's coming, knowing what's actually here. In fact, biosphere collapse has beat them to the intersection. Thus their warp speed fanaticism, connect the dots. On that note, and about the unfolding and accelerating methane deposits that are literally exploding out of the Arctic tundra and seabed deposits, though geoengineeringwatch.org has been trying to sound the alarm about this for the entire length of our existence since 2009. And now it seems PBS is showing up to address the issue. Not because PBS wants to tell us the truth, because many truths are now becoming all but impossible to cover up. An upcoming episode from PBS's NOVA is titled Arctic Sinkholes. and let's stop there, because they're already lying. The massive craters in Siberia are not sinkholes. They are blast craters from thawing methane literally exploding into the atmosphere. PBS then goes on to correct the record a bit by stating, colossal explosions shake a remote corner of the Siberian tundra, leaving behind massive craters. Closer to the mark on that one. In Alaska, a huge lake erupts with bubbles of, of potentially explosive gas. Scientists are discovering, PBS says, that these mystifying phenomena add up to a ticking time bomb. As long frozen permafrost melts and releases vast amounts of methane, a potent greenhouse gas, again, potent is an understatement. 10-year time horizon, 120 times more effective at trapping heat than CO2. Over a one-year time horizon, eight to nine hundred times more potent to greenhouse gas. Think about that. How many have ever seen a historical global temperature graph going back to the start of the industrial revolution? This is more deception. The graph is basically going from low to high across its entire span, but they draw a line right across the middle at about the 1900 point to make it look like it was colder than average before that point, and then it starts going up, so it makes the heating look like it's half what it should be. Total deception, just like the underreporting of official high temperatures, just like Weather Channel often pretending that the real field temperatures are the actual temperatures, which they are not. Deception on every level to try to mask the totality and immediacy of what's unfolding around us until the last possible moment. And on the subject of industrial destruction, Specifically, in this case, that caused by the military-industrial complex, I need to make mention of this headline from last week. U.S. hypocrisy could kill millions in Afghanistan's famine. Should this be any surprise at all? Does anyone remember what happened in Iraq, Syria, Libya, Vietnam? Just a few examples of many The U.S. military juggernaut of insanity leaves behind a wake of destruction and carnage in every country in which it's utilized imperialistic objectives and resources. No, it's not about freedom and democracy. And the U.S. corporate media mind-control gatekeepers will do their best to make sure the public doesn't have a clue about the carnage and chaos in Afghanistan or any of the long and growing list of other countries around the world that have ended up in the same state thanks to U.S. military's imperialistic intervention operations. And does this mean that the military machines of other countries are somehow more benevolent and benign? Absolutely not. Of course not. All militaries are ultimately utilized by tyrants to suit their own ends, objectives that are kept from public view while the masses are programmed to blindly wave their flags in support of, quote, freedom and democracy. Right. Question. Do we have either at this point? By stating facts that few want to face, does that mean I feel no pity for the wounded and fallen of US military or any other military? Again, of course not. My heart bleeds for them. I was once, I've stated many times in this broadcast, a volunteer to help rehab horribly injured Vietnam vets. I donated to veterans of foreign wars, to disabled American veterans for about 20 years. But the fact remains, the U.S. military has long since been covertly used as a mercenary force for empire. How many countries have paid the price for that? And again, though the military machines of other countries serve their masters, the same as the U.S. military, which is the only military, by the way, with some 800 bases of operation, all over the world, on everyone else's border, or in their backyard. This entire equation isn't hard to figure out. Other countries, some of them with populations that are literally starving to death, don't send us their resources because they love us. No, they do so at gunpoint, so to speak. Power structure narratives are unraveling on every front. That makes the controllers more desperate and more dangerous than ever before. You're listening to the non-political, commercial-free, global alert news hour, brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org. This is Dane Wigington, your host for the Bad News Broadcast. Speaking of which, let's cover more breaking reports. From physicsworld.com, nanoparticles power up a storm. Imagine that. This report says, Ultrafine aerosol particles smaller than 50 nanometers, much like the size Watch.org found when we tested behind heavy aircraft at altitude in a NOAA flying lab, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration flying lab, all of which you can see in the dimming. But they state, Particles smaller than 50 nanometers in size produced by human activities were previously thought to be too small to affect cloud formation. Nonsense. They've always known. They're having to disclose it now because it's becoming hard to hide. The report states, but the nanoparticles do, in fact, fuel powerful storms and influence weather. Of course they do. This is the new result from an international team of scientists led by Pacific Northwest National Laboratory in the U.S. Ultrafine aerosol particles can come from vehicles, industrial processes, they say, and wildfires, among other sources. What do you think that other source is? Gee, I wonder. How about the jet that's leaving a trail from horizon to horizon with... If you could zoom in on that jet, as we have in film footage we have at geoenginewatch.org, that shows retrofit nozzles mounted on the engine or the wing pylons aimed into the exhaust jet stream to make it look like condensation. It's a sprayed particulate dispersion. We have film footage of this turning on and off, coming out of a nozzle. End of discussion. It's not condensation. The report states Until now, scientists believe that only relatively large aerosol particles, generally larger than 100 nanometers, played an important role in the formation of thunderstorm causing clouds. They continue with this stating this report has quote revealed that nano sized particles can in fact quote invigorate storm clouds in a much more powerful way than larger particles. They have always, always known. It's just like the new cloud formations, the new cloud types that they suddenly see after a hundred years of naming clouds, clouds that apparently didn't exist before, correct? We're living in an asylum and the climate science, so-called climate science community, I don't even want to call them scientists. They're paid liars at this point. So many are nothing less than paid liars. They then state the large impact of ultrafine aerosol particles indicate that human activities can drastically boost the power of storms over warm and human regions, like the record warm Atlantic ocean waters off the coast of New York, New Jersey, and other massive cities in that region that are about to get slammed by so-called winter storm Keenan. Yeah. That kind of storm strengthening. They say ultrafine particles can act and form cloud droplets. Although these particles are tiny, they are lots of them, and they can form small droplets on which excess water vapor condenses. This enhances condensation, releases more heat, i.e. the surface cooldowns, which in turn makes updrafts much more powerful, i.e. massive, unprecedented hailstones. Connect the dots. And oh gee, they just didn't know this before, did they? Geoengineeringwatch.org knew. We have recorded the world's most recognized geoengineer in the world, Dr. David Keith, stating so. Stating the goal of putting 10 to 20 million tons of aluminum nanoparticulates into the atmosphere annually. And think about the toxicity of this. If you want to see him confronted about putting that kind of toxic element into the sky, confronted by me at an international geoengineering conference, please view the dimming. View it from end to end and learn what you didn't want to know but what you need to know if you're to have any ability to help us change course in time. There's another headline of deception, similar theme. This one from science.com. Rapid growth of anthropogenic, uh, i.e. human-caused, organic nanoparticles. And they would consider aluminum organic, right? Even though aluminum doesn't exist in the environment in free form. Keep that in mind. When people, so-called scientists, act like we should see lots of aluminum floating around the sky. No, not bioavailable, mined and refined aluminum, Aluminum is always connected to other elements. If it's not connected to other elements, it's been mined, refined, and dispersed, and that's exactly what we have raining down on us that we're all sucking in with every breath we take. So they state, again, science.com, anthropogenic organic nanoparticles greatly alters cloud life cycle in the Amazon rainforest, another ecosystem which is dying by the day. They state atmospheric aerosols modulate Earth's energy balance. Sounds a lot like solar radiation management, does it? But they won't admit to it here. By directly scattering incoming solar radiation and injury. Directly by forming clouds that reflect more radiation back into space. This is exactly what solar radiation management is touted as doing. And what don't they tell us? Oh, yeah, totally disrupts the global hydrological cycle, destroys Earth's protective layers of atmosphere, starting with the ozone layer, and contaminates the entire planet in every breath we take. In countless scenarios, the desiccant particles, aluminum is a desiccant. Everybody remembers aluminum was used in deodorant, right? It's a desiccant it dries out atmospheric RH, relative humidity. What happens then? Single greatest causal factor for the unprecedented wildfires all over the world is climate engineering. Search the engineering wildfire section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Better yet, search wildfires serve geoengineering agenda. Wildfires serve geoengineering agenda, one of our most important reports. Might be hard to find on Google because they're doing everything they can to suppress our data. Much like Facebook, thanks to Dr. McMartin. Follow-up story. Evacuations in Big Sur, California as Colorado fire rages. Report states a brush fire called the Colorado fire burned thousands of acres. This was a week ago Friday and Saturday morning, forcing those in several California cities to evacuate their homes. Wow, what a genius it must have been that came up with the Colorado fire California. Not too confusing for people, given the Colorado just incinerated also, right? In the meantime, winter weather warfare rages on. From the Washington Post, Kansas hit with record blast of snow that weather models didn't see coming. Now Let's correct that for the record. They just didn't get the updated script in time, did they? This report states an unusual band of localized heavy snow unleashed over two feet of accumulation on a narrow swath of Colorado and Kansas. The report then mentioned, quote, difficulty of forecasting small-scale snow banding an ever-present challenge yeah when the weather's being completely manipulated it's a little hard to predict as natural isn't it on the subject of mysterious and unpredicted quote bands of snow let's rewind to this 2020 report from the uk daily mail and other sources here's the headline incredible narrow band of snow that stretches 150 miles long They say an extremely narrow stripe of snow falls across central Kansas. I saw the satellite image of this. It's mind-numbing. About 10 miles wide and 150-mile long band of snow across completely flat land. Gee, I wonder how that happened. A climate engineering tanker dispersing chemical ice nucleating elements across... Storm moisture creating a band of snow 150 miles long and 10 miles wide. Certainly not nature. Look at the ski slopes in China now with mountains that are barren of snow. But the ski slopes are all full of snow. It's it's the same process. Chemical ice nucleation, of course they're using it. Of course they are. Chinese scientists openly announced that they were engineering snowstorms. Everybody covered it. Popular Science, Fox News, Reuters, ABC, NBC. And yet... We're all pretending it's not really going on. The gatekeepers, right? The now in control subconscious mind, the gatekeeper that shuts down data no matter how inarguable because it doesn't fit the official narrative. Let's press on with more sensationalized headlines of cold, cold, cold on a planet that's in total meltdown. Completely engineered scenarios. This headline, sensationalized from last week. Bomb cyclone set to blitz Boston with blizzard conditions. Is it hard to see through this kind of sensationalized theater? It shouldn't be. They continue with this. The storm, which will develop off the coast of the Carolinas, as scheduled, earlier in the week was scheduled, could rapidly strengthen enough as it moves northward along the east coast into the weekend to be dubbed a, quote, bomb cyclone. We see that all the time now, don't we? All the time. This is going to be an intensifying storm that will produce a lot of wind. They need the wind now to completely make the most of the chemical ice nucleating elements because it's so much warmer now. Again, the warm Atlantic Ocean right there too. It's at record warm temperatures and, and yet they're still producing these snowstorms, which raises concerns for blowing and drifting snow. The sprawling New York City metro area in particular is likely to experience a wide range of accumulations. That, that means freezing rain and all sorts of in-between because many times the chemical ice nucleating elements hit the surface before they actually set up. So we have all these radically changing conditions and roads that are incredibly slick because of the surfactant-soaked snow. Another headline, Arctic air to drive cold deep into South Sunshine State and beyond. Another sensationalized headline. Another one, frigid cold, more rounds of snow coming to Midwest and East. That report states an Arctic air mass. It's not an Arctic air mass. When you have a manipulated low-pressure zone, a, quote, bomb cyclone again, that's pulling up moisture from the record warm Atlantic waters off the U.S. East Coast. That doesn't make it an Arctic air mass, but they can say whatever they want, can't they? Because the public seems to believe whatever they're told, unfortunately. And and there's no question the meteorologists know exactly what's happening. They say that this storm is projected to pound parts of the eastern seaboard with snow and wind and will also unleash frigid air and send temperatures nosediving as far south as Cuba. And the Bahamas, they say, freezing temperatures could grip areas as far south as the Florida Everglades. Amid the bitter blast, they say, putting records and crops in jeopardy, definitely putting crops in jeopardy. And that is certainly one of the agendas now. All over the world, we see it either flooded or fried or frozen, radically cutting down on global food supplies as if they weren't crashing fast enough Already, but then they say at the end of this, fortunately for those not keen on cold weather, the Arctic burst won't last long. That's because it's not an Arctic burst to begin with, it's a completely engineered, highly toxic surface cool down event. Please, please search the engineering winter section on the homepage of geoenginewatch.org. We review all the data that's there and the images, it will shock you. It will absolutely shock you of what you never imagined possible. Another headline, same theme. Frigid cold, more rounds of snow coming to Midwest and East. This report states, an Arctic air mass, again, the same term, responsible for the lowest temperatures of the season so far in parts of the Midwest and East will run its course this weekend, but more waves of frigid air will follow. That's because it's weather whack-a-mole. It's Engineered weather whack a mole. As they get waves of moisture, they cool it down. They further state that the frigid air will also come with threats of slippery travel. Just covered that, didn't I? What amounts to soap soaked snow with surfactants in it, part of the climate engineering mix, surfactants. They say energy ma- demands will m- remain high due to the extreme cold. Good for a lot of people in the criminal cabal complex that runs the. Country right, snow from this fast-moving storm will generally be light. With AccuWeather forecasters calling for a coating of an inch, a whole inch. Wow! Because again, this process tends to dry up much of the cloud moisture in the endothermic reaction from chemical ice nucleating elements, keeping the most populated portions of the eastern U.S. cool down, while again burning up the West, prepping the West for. Likely another summer of hellish fires, already drying it out from the sensationalized so-called apocalyptic winter storms that hit. It's already dry, dusty, and ready to burn here again. Search geoengineering is creating freeze-fry extremes, or search geoengineeringwatch.org, frying the west to cool the east, or search again the entire engineering winter section. There is so much there, It is this is such a core part of climate engineering operations that None are willing to admit to except for org. Why is that for alternative data sources? Why are the rest not willing to admit to this? Again, I think well covered earlier in this broadcast. Another headline, quote, massive swings in temperature set to continue across north central states. This report states residents of the plains and upper Midwest have had to endure dramatic swings in temperature. And AccuWeather forecasters say The end of January and the beginning of February will be no different. Many places in the Northern Plains have had 30, 40, even 50 degree changes over a day or less, multiple times a month. This is called climate engineering winter weather whiplash scenario. That's exactly what's occurring here. Frigid cold, another headline, frigid cold, more rounds of snow coming to Midwest and East. Again, sensationalized headlines. They say, and again, use the term Arctic air mass again, when they're literally in so many cases where these so-called winter storms come one after another after another, and the moisture either out of the record warm Gulf of Mexico or straight off the record warm Atlantic. Winter storms, thunder, snow, now normal. Another headline, Winter Storm Keenan expected to dump 12 to 18 inches on southern New England. They will target a few locations and sensationalize the hell out of it. Wait and see. Unless, of course, they are unable to pull it off as planned. So the global weather warfare, weather whack-a-mole, already radical weather and temperature whiplash scenarios are getting worse by the day as the climate engineers apply ever more pressure to Earth's remaining climate system that's now broken. How are our forests doing? Bad to worse. Highly toxic rain that has long since skewed the natural soil's pH values and has long since all but wiped out the soil microbiome is also continuing to kill trees all over the world. Peer-reviewed science study proves the effect of climate engineering elements like aluminum on root systems. It causes the trees to shut down nutrient uptake, kicking off a slow, protracted death in forests all over the world. Northern California is no exception. All the fir trees in the wilderness around my Shasta County off-grid home are either dead or in various stages of death. All species of oaks are in steep decline. The wildlife has been decimated. The silence in the forest is now deafening. When the sun goes down, the temperatures often don't, the exception being when there's enough available moisture in the skies for the climate engineers to conduct chemical ice nucleating cloud seeding operations. The surface cool down created feels very biting and unnatural at those times. If the seating operations are heavy enough, there's now at times a hint of a chemical odor. Northern California weather. Snow scheduled for late February with scheduled daytime temperatures of 60 degrees. Yeah, that makes sense. How's that possible? Again, chemical ice nucleation is how. Will the weather terrorists pull it off by then? We'll see, but they're losing ground by the day as the planet spirals into total meltdown. From the alaskarepublic.com, this, Anchorage's rapid warm-up caused temperature to jump 11 degrees in one minute, turning streets to ice rinks. That doesn't sound too natural, does it? But not surprisingly, the so-called experts tell us it was, in fact, just a random act of nature. Right, moving on. From carbonbrief.org, engineering the climate to reflect away sunlight could have, in other words, cut it in half, global warming and offset the risk of increases in tropical storms, new research suggests. This report says the study finds that a, quote, idealized case of solar geoengineering, hypothetical technologies, they say, that aim to lower warming by reflecting the sun's rays away from Earth, would not. Exacerbate extremes in temperature or water availability for most world reasons. Right. 75 plus years of this going on. How well is it working out? And let's, again, all pretend it isn't happening. The completely programmed legions of so-called experts, so-called academicians, that continue to pretend the elephant in the sky isn't really there. From Scientific American, this, Greenland could melt for millennia. The report says even if the warming stopped today, but any action to curb climate change today will reduce the speed of future ice loss, they say. Let's, let's put that last statement into context. It's like saying, if you leap from a 100-story building, you might lessen your impact if you fan out into a spread eagle position as you streak past the second story on your way to impact on the pavement. Yeah, that'll help loads. Again, as I've stated so many times, we are through the guardrail. What remains to be known is this. Will anyone survive the ride? More from the Scientific American Report. They say the warming that humans cause today may have a ripple effect far into the future. There's no could, no may, no might. It's a given. We are in totally uncharted territory. They say scientists warned in the study that the vast Greenland ice sheet could continue melting for centuries after greenhouse gases are stabilized. It's done. It's over. The entire cryosphere is going to melt short of divine intervention, which I don't say lightly. They say Greenland has delayed a delayed response to changes in Earth's climate, and even if the planet stopped warming tomorrow, Greenland may continue losing ice for hundreds or even thousands of years. Again, it's done, it's there, and it's not going to take that long, by the way. That's just another way of pacifying populations. We are into the exponential equation, about 50 feedback loops in full play, positive feedback loops, which doesn't mean good. This total disinformation article from so-called Scientific American Ends with this, if the earth were to warm by around three degrees Celsius between now and the end of the century, a likely scenario under current global climate policies and commitments to the Paris Climate Agreement, then they say all global ice melt combined would probably contribute to about 10 inches of sea level rise. Really? How about we're past that point right now, right now, and they're pretending we could, may, might get there by the end of the century. The gatekeepers, again, at work. From newsarizona.edu, Arizona State University. Rivers speeding up Arctic ice melt at alarming rate, experts say. This report says, understanding the degree of change caused by major rivers delivering fresh water and heat to the Arctic Ocean is important for regulating and managing Arctic commerce and ecosystems as the region opens up to new shipping routes. Oh, wonderful. We can increase our shipping on a dead planet. I don't have the words for this. I really don't. The human race taken as a whole is clinically insane, with few exceptions. Next headline, record high temperatures in Alaska. Didn't hear corporate media sensationalizing that one much, did we, as they're pushing the uh, brutal blizzard blast Boston or whatever headline was. What a circus of insanity. Another headline, same theme, engineered winter all over the globe from usnews.com. Snow blankets, Athens, Greek islands, and Turkey's Istanbul. Regions being hit over and over. And ultimately, all these surface cooldowns only further fuel the overall warming of the planet. It further breaks the already broken climate system. One more on this theme, rare snow engulfs Jerusalem, Israel. Again, its they're completely out of control at this point. They're completely desperate. The entire warp speed scenario reflects that desperation that biosphere collapse has beat the controllers to the intersection. The engineered winter events go on and on winter weather warfare being waged on a rapidly dying planet to confuse and divide populations regarding the true state of abrupt ecological collapse and runaway meltdown, all of it being further fueled, as I stated, by climate engineering operations. But again, all destructive forms of human activity are a part of the equation. Never forget that. Where do we go from here? Your life is a gift from the Creator. Your gift back is what you do with your life. That statement was made by Native American Billy Mills, an Olympic gold medalist who did what was thought to be impossible. Against all odds, with a borrowed pair of running shoes, Billy Mills won the extreme endurance 10,000 meter event in what is still considered the greatest upset in Olympic history. In his spiritual run, Mills cut a full two minutes off his former personal best time for a 10,000 meter, beating the entire field of the best runners in the world. How? Through years of unyielding personal effort, he convinced his subconscious that he could do the impossible, not for himself, but for his people, back on the reservation. From the days of my youth, what Mills did has been a constant source of inspiration for me. For nearly two decades, I competed in extreme endurance events, which only deepened my awe of what Mills had accomplished. Here's the core of the matter. If for all the right reasons, we can convince our subconscious self that we can accomplish the impossible, can we, might we? What we collectively face is nothing short of a battle between David and Goliath, an epic struggle between the few who are truly awakened and the global cancer of corruption, criminality, and public complacency. As I've stated so many times, those in power are not gods and we are not helpless. We are still standing, we can, we must fight on. Every bird, every bat, Bear, Bee, Tree, the entire web of life has no voice except for us. Stand with me against the storm, not just by posting a comment on social media, but by reaching out to those around you and beyond by arming yourself with credible data from a credible source. A printed image is worth a thousand words. We can, we must pull back the curtain and expose the insanity once and for all. What is occurring in our skies is deciding our fate by the day. Of all the challenges we collectively face, we cannot hide from the ongoing and accelerating atmospheric spraying assault. Using weather as a weapon, which is radically accelerating the collapse of the planet's remaining life support systems, is only one part of the threat in our skies. The known toxicity of climate engineering fallout is alarming enough, but consider that at any point of the power structures choosing, they can alter the composition of the sprayed dispersions to something much more lethal. Game over. If Plan A and Plan B both fail, would this be Plan C? What is plan A? That would seem obvious, but I'll leave it up to the listeners to fill in that blank because I'm not allowed to talk about it. Plan B. Anyone remember the 2.4 billion, billion with a B, 40 caliber hollow point bullets purchased by U.S. government agencies like Homeland Security? And plan C. What I just went over. Look up and try to get your conscious mind to see what the gatekeepers want you not to see. We are all being sprayed like lab rats. The global power structures can literally level the playing field at any time they want. An undeniable fact. Think the controllers wouldn't do something like this? Think again. They are more desperate and dangerous than ever before. Again, Biosphere collapses beat them to the intersection. Is this our last stand? Who can say? But whatever the case, we're here for a reason. We're here to play our part in the drama, to man our post. And in the words of Billy Mills, to give back to the creator by standing against the tidal wave of insanity with every fiber of our being. Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more about what you can do to help turn the tide. Make your voice heard, make every day count. Until next week, stay safe, stay strong. This is Dane Wigington from geoengineeringwatch.org.